0: In the beginning, the universe was created. This made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. You better listen to him, Flounder. He's in pre-med.
1: To alcohol! The cause of, and solution to, all of life's problems. Yeah, well, I'm gonna go build my own theme park with blackjack and hookers. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotchy scotch scotch. Here it goes down, down into my belly why do we always come here i guess we'll never know it's like a kind of torture to have to watch the show but now let's get started why don't you get started it's time to get things started on the most sensational inspirational
0: celebrational of the day Console Cowboys and Meat Popsicles. This is the inaugural pilot testing episode of Old Nerds Drinking. This is John Patrick, the Master Control Program. I'm here with Rojin, and we are Old Nerds Drinking. Today's drinks are brought to you by uh, two Kalua mudslides that were left in the fridge by my girlfriend. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Max.
1: Yes, they, they are. Here, we gotta click these. Here you go. Click them. First show. Oh,
0: so we're gonna start off the first show with a little bit of story time because, uh, as Rojan found out, my we are recording down here in my nerd layer, and I have many nerdy things in the nerd layer, and one of the things in particular he found has a story attached to it. And th- Everything
1: in this basement has a story attached to it.
0: Well, that's because I'm a collector and I have stories.
1: Everything in here has a story.
0: But this is a official Buddy Christ from the movie Dogma. But my buddy Christ has a special story to it, because it is not just a buddy Christ. This is, in fact, a holy relic, buddy Christ.
1: Was it in the movie?
0: No, no. It is a holy relic. So, uh, I was married for 14 years, for those who don't know, and my wife came from a very Catholic, very Mexican family, and her mother was a very Catholic Mexican, and one of her mother's friends happened to be the bishop of the basilica in Mexico City, where they have the the sacred talma from one of the saints of Mexico. so like big honk and cheese.
1: I think I know where you're going with this continue.
0: oh, so when we were first married, there was a we had had an apartment for a couple of years, and then we we wanted to get out of it because it was, it was costing us too much. So we were going to look. It was a two-bedroom place. We were going to look for a one-bedroom place. So while we were doing that, we were living with her parents. It was just a couple of months while we were between places. And I have had this since Dogma came out and I think, what, ninety four or something like that? Mm-hmm. No, later than that. Like, 96, 97. Somehow, her mother had found it and thought it was just one of her many many religious relics because like their house it probably has more religious statues than a church like seriously like you walk into their house their whole front parlor is just statues of Jesus pictures of Jesus statues of angels statues of saints people i don't even know but they're there so that we were there over christmas and that christmas the bishop from the basilica came in and she, he would come every couple of years. He speaks very, very little. My
1: God, are you still talking?
0: Shut your damn mouth.
1: Just when I think you've said the...
0: You want me to tell the story <laughs> what? or no? What? <laughs> well, I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen
1: to every damn word I have to
0: say! So every couple of years he would come to visit. And when he was there, my mother-in-law would have the pre, or the bishop bless all the new things she had bought. And he went through the house, and he blessed all the new things she had, including this odd statuette of a cartoon-esque Jesus that happened to be sitting on their mantle. And one of the... They never noticed it. The, the bishop did not. My mother-in-law didn't. The bishop's translator looked over and went, is Jesus doing a thumbs up? And I'm there
1: just like every... Is this like a situation where they have the picture of Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah. it this, this, looks like Jesus? This is exa- like you could put the picture of Obi-Wan Kenobi on the wall and just not say anything, and they would say, oh, it's a picture of Jesus. Yes, yeah,
0: totally. This is ex- that is exactly the situation that okay. happened. I'm there, and it's every ounce of human will I have just not to be on the floor laughing. Because this is now a blessed relic by the tenets of the catholic faith it cannot be thrown out it has to be kept in a special place like if you want if like something mm-hmm. happened to it you can't, you have to like bury it in the ground I'm raising my hand. Yeah, I know you're raising your I'm hand. I'm raising my hand. Okay,
1: Rogan, you, what do you have to say? So, that could in fact be used to defend you against vampires if It necessary.
0: actually can. It can be used to defend against vampires. It can be used to club demons it would technically count as a plus one holy weapon. My wife <laughs> was just mortified. Oh my God, how did that get out there? And like, she's like, if my mother finds out.
1: Well, now I feel my, my stuffed plushie buddy Jesus is less significant than your actual holy relic real dashboard buddy Jesus. Yes. But look at it, doesn't it, Pop Buddy Christ?
0: I have met Kevin Smith in person once, and sadly I didn't think to bring the buddy Jesus because I I didn't know I was going to meet him. We were at the State Theater, or now the Fillmore Theater in Detroit.
1: Which has changed names 15 times.
0: No, it was the State, and then it was the Fillmore.
1: It was also Clubland for a little while. It was. Way back in the day. Before my time. Before your time. My Uh, time, not yours
0: down here it's our time our time down here down here it's our time it's our time down here
1: basically what this show is going to be is um i'll tell the story of how it all came about real quick before we get going this whole show came about from us having bonfires in my backyard where we would sit around and drink and i would sometimes imbibe in a um thc edible of some kind and we would start talking about stuff and we would come up with all these ideas for different shit and we'd say you know what we really need to start recording this as is the way most podcasts start to go the original idea was we were going to go on the jake and tom conquer the world podcast in which we still are we have a couple episodes planned to go over there as well and then it just got to a point where you started showing up with a notepad and you started writing stuff down every week and page after page after page after page until eventually we said all right let's do this as a podcast um, many of you probably know me from the Project Archivist podcast. This is not my show. This is John's show, when I'll mm-hmm. be here as much as I possibly can. But if he needs help editing or whatever, of course, I'll do what I can.
0: I I have um, actually... I remember back in, like, 2008 wanting to do a podcast, and, like, way, like when you still had iPods that you listened to mm-hmm. podcasts on. But it was just a question of my job at the time. Didn't really leave me the free time to do it. And didn't have a setup to do it. But... You know, Corona plus unemployment equals free time.
1: So let's get this going. I'll take the reins a little bit here. One of the stories that got all of this started was there was a... We are gamers. We're we're tabletop gamers. We're we're board game geeks. All of that stuff. When I say gamers, I don't necessarily mean computer games. When we have time, we like to sit down and play nerd-oriented games. As are probably most of you that are listening to this right now. Dungeons & Dragons, um, Blood Bowl um gaslands is one of our favorites um all kinds of different games of these games some of them are role playing games which we do not play in the stereotypical I take out my sword and bl-. no we get drunk and we have fun and we play these games so you were talking one night about a dream that you had which I thought was a phenomenal idea for I would play this role playing game if we could somehow sit down and put it together and from what I remember, and you're going to start correcting me from here, it was something to do with homeless Muppets that were on a quest uh, to save the world. No, they were homeless Sesame Street characters. No, no.
0: It, see,
1: so here we go. Yeah, because
0: very rarely I'll have weird dreams, and when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I was trying to do is write them down. Um, this was so weird, I had to immediately like type it up as a text message and send it out to one of my uh, chat groups. So, the crazy Muppet dream. Word for word, what I wrote down, I had a crazy dream where I was in a Muppet movie, but it was a super dark and gritty Muppet movie. Kermit and the crew were homeless, and it was Christmas time. So I was going to break them onto the set of a Christmas special, but a bunch of evil Muppets, along with Courtney Cox, were trying to stop Kermit, and I, comma, because they had poisoned the world with COVID. Raising my hand again. Yep.
1: Now, when you say... Okay, so the dream was that it was, they were homeless Muppet characters from Sesame Street, correct? Is that what I heard? No, they're just okay, the Muppets. So just the what? Muppets. Okay. You I keep, don't know why I keep putting yeah, Sesame Street. You are, Street.
0: like, desperate to insert Sesame Street into well, this. Well, it just
1: seems like it will fit. But anyways... Okay, so you've got so who were the evil muppets? Does it doesn't you don't remember?
0: I think it was like, you know, the evil the evil muppets from the show that one lizard guy who's got like the beard and the British accent, um like Sweetums and the other scary muppets or you know, the Moopets from the the evil muppets from the one muppet movie. Okay. Now, to go on with the story, Kermit and I stole a knife that could give you covid if it scratched you. And we were trying to get the word out that they had poisoned the world with COVID and we were trying to make a cure. But we needed to build a transmitter to get the signal out. We bought the parts from Rizzo the Rat, who was a gangster, but he sold us out to Courtney Cox, who sent hitmen to kill Kermit and I. So I took the COVID knife and started going on an action movie rampage using the knife to kill all of Rizzo's henchmen which were a mix of rats and, like, real people. Okay. Um, until he gave me Courtney Cox's location. And the, the knife is like a magical knife, and all I have to do is scratch people. They immediately start to turn purple to show that they have COVID, and then they die. Uh, eventually, we track down Courtney Cox, and she's living in a giant dystopian warehouse district. You know, as villains are wont to do. Uh, where she is running a brothel and using mind-controlled drugs to make teenage girls have sex with her. So I sneak in and start killing her henchmen with the purple COVID knife, and I trick Courtney Cox into letting me get close enough to scratch her and her two idiot henchmen. Now, one of the idiot henchmen is Sarah Jessica Parker. I have no memory of who the other one is. So apparently my subconscious has a thing about Courtney Cox and Sarah Jessica Parker. <clears throat> Uh, There was also something about trying to move homeless people into abandoned hotels, and that's all I remember and had to write down before I forgot.
1: Okay, so here is my idea. If you wanted to make this into a RPG role-playing game adventure, I would be so on board with doing this. Now, I remember why I went back to the Sesame Street characters because that would be the pool of people that we would draw from to give people the characters that they're playing. Now, obviously, we probably couldn't use the Dungeons & Dragons rule system for this. Maybe you could probably do some conversion, probably take some work. I was thinking using the Savage Lands rules. Because Savage Worlds. Savage Worlds. Because you could do anything you want with that game.
0: So this is a whole nother discussion that I have with lots of other nerds. Uh, the two main theorems of role... Or schools of role-playing games. You have the Dungeons & Dragons style games that are based on Classes. You pick a character class. You build your character. You get set abilities based on your character class.
1: I have no class.
0: You have no class. None.
1: Okay. So anyhow, so basically, you would have to create the characters, and like you you know, but you would give us characters. The problem is, it wouldn't be as fun because I'm already in on what the adventure would be. We would have to get everybody together and say we're going to play a game at John's house. Don't ask. We'll just show up. Everybody gets here. I guess it would be okay that I'm kind of in on the adventure. Right. You know. Now, Um,
0: now, what we got away from was the fact that there the other class of RPGs, not Dungeons and Dragons, for like the ten people in our audience who actually know what Savage Worlds is, uh, are freeform RPGs where you just build a character, you build your skills, you make whoever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. You 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 pick everything. It's like a salad bar. You pick what abilities you want and that's where your character. Mm-hmm. So if we were gonna do that
1: Which seems mm-hmm. like the only way it would actually kind of work in my opinion. Everybody would show up, of course I'd be the only person in on this, and then everybody would sit down, and you'd be like, okay, and you'd hand somebody like Grover, and somebody would be like Big Bird, or Snuffleupagus, they would be the muscle of the group, I would assume. Who would be the muscle of the group? What Muppet would be the muscle of the group? Sweetums. Sweetums. Okay. Animal. Because Muppets, not Sesame Street. Yes, but there's the Muppet. They're still Muppets, though.
0: They are, but they're like
1: the they're like the the
0: step. Ch- it the, makes the,
1: more sense that they're Sesame homeless Sesame Street characters. Ah, oh, the Muppet
0: characters are way cooler. They the Muppet characters have dreams and aspirations. The Muppet characters have their own. We'll get we'll get later into the theory of Muppet Jesus. Okay, that's a whole thing I got to tell you about.
1: All right. Well, since it's your dream and your adventure, we will stick with we will stick with Muppet characters yeah. from the Muppet Show. Okay, so. You would hand out everybody their characters, or everybody would sit around the table going, what the fuck? And they'd all look at each other, and then we'd just jump into it, and they would start out playing those characters. And the idea, I guess the original adventure would be a heist adventure. We would have to find and steal the COVID knife, correct?
0: No, first, no, the the original goal was we were going to break into a movie to where they were taping a Christmas special to get the Muppets on the Christmas special so they could get money and they wouldn't be homeless anymore.
1: So how would you play that? Out? What would, how would how would we play that out as an adventure to be able to do that?
0: Well, they gotta like sneak past the guards, break into the TV studio, get on.
1: So it is kind of a heist. Then. Yeah,
0: it's a, it's still a heist. It's okay. It's, and then when you're there, you gotta perform on the TV show, and then that's where you somebody finds Sarah Jessica Parker selling uh, mind control drugs to teenage girls to get them in courtney cox's harem and she's got the COVID knife and you got to beat her up and take it okay from there the adventure goes
1: so yeah i would i would sit down and play that adventure it'd be funny it'd probably be a a a couple a couple of nights off but the funny thing is is when it actually turns into a real serious gaming group and people show up every week to continue play the muppets on the uh the great COVID knife caper so there's out courtney cox
0: so there, there's a very...
1: Now, was Sarah Jessica Parker, like, Kill Bill, kind of like badass, or... Oh,
0: no, 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 okay. like bumbling, almost not quite as crazy as Hocus Pocus Sarah Jessica Parker, okay but yeah, she, she, she's the comic relief henchman.
1: Continue on. I keep interrupting you, but I, it's for purposes of clarity, I well, assure you. The,
0: the subject of role-playing games, you get into, there was a very famous, um, in the early days of role-playing, John Wick. Not, not, not John Wick the badass, John Wick the role-playing designer. He ran a two-year-long RPG campaign in his college town, on college campus. And it was a superhero campaign. Stories are still told am- amongst gamers about this campaign. He wrote it up in one of his books uh, about how the guy who was uh, the benefactor, supposedly, of the superheroes turned out to be the villain... And was using all of their like family members and secret identities against them. So they finally found out who the benefactor was. And by this time, it's like two years into the game. They're so involved in this that the benefactor puts one of the characters in jail. John Wick actually made the guy show up to the session every week. Even though he was in prison, role-playing that he was in prison. While the rest of the group was trying to figure out how to get him out of prison the villain sends his henchmen and he's like all right everybody roll for roll for your actions what are you doing and he looks first to the guy who's in prison what's your action i'm sitting here in prison thinking about killing that guy thinking about doing it and did did that to him for weeks like could you imagine showing up to a game knowing that the only thing you were going to have to do is role play that you're in prison
1: but the guy was in prison
0: yeah he was in prison so how was he able to do... No, no, no. no. Like He physically was not in prison. Oh, his okay. character was in prison. All right. So he was role, had to role play that his character was in prison.
1: Wow, his, that would suck.
0: That would It'd suck. It'd be
1: kind of boring just to sit there the whole time mm-hmm. when the rest of the gang's out doing whatever. You're just kind of sitting at the table. But
0: that was the thing. He, everyone had become so emotionally invested in this campaign that the payoff was they knew they were going to get him out of prison and his character was going to have his vindication. So he was so emotionally invested as a player in the plot that he showed up every week and he role-played that he was in prison.
1: Just sitting at the table. Just sitting at the table. Why well, well, everybody else is doing shit. Exactly. That does not sound like a good time.
0: But if you're emotionally invested in the story. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to go into the whole thing about the meme where take a movie or replace it with Muppets?
0: No, no. First got to discuss Muppet Jesus.
1: Muppet Jesus. This M- is, okay, this is a new one on me.
0: This is, this is, uh, it's not my theory, uh, but I subscribe to it. Uh, it first appeared in the webcomic Player versus Player uh, PvP. Oh, Scott Kurtz, I think, is the artist who does it. I haven't followed up with it in a while. But two of the characters are talking, and they're talking about Muppets. They're trying to discuss, like, who is the best Muppet. And eventually they come to the conclusion that the best Muppet is Rolf. All of the Muppets have flaws All of the Muppets have desires. All the Muppets have things they want to do, but most of them are terrible at it. Kermit wants to run a show. He wants to put on a big show. The show's always a disaster. Miss Piggy wants to be the best actress, and she's terrible. Gonzo wants to be like some old-school vaudeville performer, but none of his acts ever work. Fozzie wants to be a comedian, but he's not funny. All of the Muppets want to do something, and they're never good at it. Except Rolf. All Rolf wants to do is play the piano and he's good at playing the piano. He never wants to do anything else. He acknowledges that he's good at the one thing he wants to do, and he does it okay, so Rolf is Muppet Jesus like he he is the aspiration of all what they all want to be because he wants to be a piano player and he's good at being a piano player.
1: You know when I was younger since we're since we're in a safe place, I came to the conclusion that Statler and Waldorf were actually God and Satan. Of the Muppet world, just sitting up in the balcony, you know, uh, doing their stuff. Doing their shtick. Doing their shtick to the Muppets down below. So it's a question would be, which one is God and which one is Satan? But, now you're bringing up this into the theory, which kind of alters the whole...
0: Yeah, because that would be really weird if if God's Statler and then uh, his his only begotten son is a dog. I mean... <laughs> the, the, well, the, he is
1: God, and this—I mean—in the—in the Muppet world—is uh, the only place where a frog and a pig can oh hook up.
0: Oh my God! Could you imagine how much different Christianity would be if the Lord, or if the uh, Savior of mankind was a dog?
1: This makes me want to talk about the Lobster Group.
0: You can talk about the Lobster Group, like like. Oh this my God!
1: Makes me want to talk. Talk about, about the Lobster
0: group. group. Talk about the Lobster. Okay,
1: I'll try Let's to go. talk about the Lobster. Rock Lobster. Do, no, do, do, let do, me do, see if I can do, 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 do. Okay. There was this. I don't quite understand what happened. There's this guy from the archivist page. He's on my show every once in a while. His name is James, and he found this religious group. I'm gonna pull it up here if I can pull it up on my Facebook. And this group, when I joined it, it was uh, very small. This group is called Plan. The the name of the group is Plans to Create and Worship a Leviathan Lobster and the thing for the pages lobsters do not stop growing and do not die of old age they die when they become too large to properly molt we are going to take a lobster open this up help it molt its uh shell over several generations and create a leviathan god here we plan our god's birth and rise of divinity his acolytes are at risk and must be protected any creature with magic blood is obviously descended from the gods only the true His divinity. And I've dropped that on this page before. So that was the original of this page. When the page first started, I think there was maybe 60, less than 100 of us. Within four days, the group has grown to 47.4 thousand members. I don't know where they get the 4, the point four from. Yes, exactly. That is the hymnal right there, Rock Lobster. Nice choice. So anyhow, so what happened was is that once this group was created a bunch, there was already strife within the church, and the church branched off. So it turned off into another group, which the other group was called Plans to Eat the Lobster, uh, Leviathan Lobster God. And then another group sprang off from that one. And that group is Plans to Eat the Group that is going to eat the Lobster Divinity God. That group, in turn, splintered off to another group, which is something like um sentient melted ramekin of the sentient melted butter which is a group that also plans to eat the giant lobster leviathan god and there's also four more groups that i'm not sure what they are one of them is a knight's templar group of the lobsters the order of the red claw
0: i got a great role-playing story about lobsters
1: so now what you have is you have these groups called the Lobstafarians, who were at war with the dynasty, with the Order of the Red Claw, which is a division, which is a divergent side branch of the Leviathan lobster cult. Um, do go out and find any of these groups and join them because they are freaking hysterical. Um, it is constant lobster memes flying back and forth. One group is arguing with another group. None of it is for real, of course. Um, And it's just like, it seems like every other day another group pops up. And it's not like the group pops up with like five people. Like when these groups pop up, like instantly the group has like a thousand people on the page. Like I can't get anybody to join the Project Archivist page or the Old Nerds Drinking page, which has grown since we started doing this. But the plans to create and worship our Leviathan Lobster God, if you're on Facebook... Go find these groups and just don't even subscribe to any other groups on Facebook. Don't go to be a part of any of that other bullshit. Don't don't be a part of any other religion. You don't need it. All you need is the Lobster God. Join all of these groups. Join Facebook and just join these groups. And that's all you need to do. And just sit back. Like when I log in, all my feed is nothing but lobster-oriented stuff. Lobster memes everywhere. It's amazing. But the funny thing is, is when it started, there was only like, I don't know, less than 100 people. Like within a week, it's gone to 47.4 thousand members. And they've agreed to come on one of our shows <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> and let us do an interview with one of the people from the plans to worship a Le- 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 the Leviathan lobster god. So, yeah, that's how all that came about. So, like, everybody I know, are, you're part of it, aren't you? Are you part of the Leviathan? Or did you join the split-off group?
0: I don't remember which one I joined. I joined <laughs> one of them.
1: So, oh. I, think, I think you joined the main lobster group. I, I don't remember if you joined the group that plans to eat the followers of the other lobster group or something like that. I don't remember. But yeah, this is this is a thing. So anyways, that that is the story of the of the worship Leviathan lobster god. Go find it. It's hysterical. Moving oh, on. Where do you yeah. want to go now? Cuz we have no fucking clue what we're doing.
0: <laughs> well, I was going I was going to bring up uh possibly one of the worst films of all time. The Star Wars Christmas
1: special. Is that meme real?
0: Yes, they are making a Lego Star Wars Christmas special.
1: That's serious.
0: That is Disney is
1: really doing that.
0: Disney is really doing that. 100%. That is happening this summer. Because Disney has to make all their money. Because, you know, they paid Lucas $4.4 billion for Lucasfilm.
1: And then promptly fucked everything up didn't fuck
0: everything up. yeah. Kathleen kinda, Kennedy
1: fucked everything Kathleen up. Kathleen <laughs> Kennedy
0: fucked everything up. That's going to be a reoccurring theme, people. Kathleen you better get Kennedy used to it. Kathleen Kennedy
1: fucked everything up in Star she, Wars. Because anything uh, that that woman touches wait, is shit. Rogue One was good. Rogue One she didn't put that much into. She just kind of sat back and said, all right, go ahead, let it happen, because it's not going to affect the overall scale of everything.
0: Solo was good.
1: Solo was okay, it wasn't bad, it wasn't great, but that was another movie where it was kind of like, yeah, just go ahead and do your thing, because she only cared about the three primary Star Wars movies, and a Star Wars TV special, which has already been cancelled, thank God, like, apparently they shot all kinds of extra footage for all these Star Wars movies, and then the the um abrams had all kinds of stuff and kathleen Kinney walked in and said nope 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 change that change that she didn't want to rely on the other star wars movie to continue the telling the stories she wanted to rely on them as little as possible because she felt that that would make star that would make disney look weak and disney wouldn't be able to handle carrying it on their own
0: yeah and that, which in and, turn sucked well, balls i was gonna say and then there was uh pedro pascal had to leave filming mandalorian halfway through the season uh, apparently because of a terrible injury he suffered from carrying the entire fucking Star Wars franchise.
1: Yes. Well, no, he left because he always had his mask on.
0: Yes, but I was making a funny... I know that.
1: I know that. But he... he apparently, well, he didn't... So I, We don't know this for sure. For okay. sure yet.
0: So, I, I was actually just reading an article on this yesterday. He He wanted to have more screen time because he felt if he was going to be there, he might as well have screen time. Yeah. So, they reached an agreement... Where he is just not going to act the Mandalorian.
1: No, it's going to be the stunt man, which yeah. he usually did a lot. He of will. St-
0: he still agreed to record the voice. Yeah. Because that will free him to do other projects. He doesn't need to be attached to it that much. He can come in after the season's film, record all the vocals for it, and then still be free to do other projects. It was, you know, why am I got to be here, be in the suit if nobody's ever going to know it's me, and I could be doing other projects.
1: See, I was under the impression he was upset because. He's got a helmet on all the time. And he wanted to, like, he wanted people, you know, he wanted... Which I can understand. He's an actor. He wants people to see his face and stuff like that. The problem is, is when he signed on to take the part, he had to know this was going to be a thing. He had to know it was going to happen. You know... And I get it. And that show, that show is fire right now. Like that, that is, that is. The, it's like that meme that you posted, where it's got the Mandalorian, the little train towing the big train. Like, like I said, yeah.
0: You know, from the terrible injury he suffered, carrying the entire yeah, Star yeah. Wars franchise. That's
1: basically what's carrying. It's that and Baby Yoda is what's carrying Star Wars right now, up until the Obi Wan Kenobi show comes out,
0: oh, which they're going to be l- using
1: the same sets as the Mandalorian. Appearance.
0: I was about to say, our Lord and Savior, uh, uh, Ewan McGregor. Yes.
1: Well, there's a whole bunch. There's there's talk of a uh, an uh, Ahsoka Tan Ahsoka. I can't pronounce her damn name right now. Ahsoka-tana. Yeah, Ahsoka-tana. Uh They're supposed to be giving her her own show too, which is one of the reasons why they're introducing her into this series.
0: Oh God, please let Rosario Dawson.
1: It is she, supposed to be Rosario Dawson.
0: Well, well, she, Rosario Dawson's playing her in the uh, in the Mandalorian. Yeah. So she's the same one who's going to play her in the Obi Wan series. Like totally, because you know.
1: Yeah. Any well, th- no, she's not going to be in the Obi Wan series. Oh, j- her in her own series apparently. Yeah, that's apparently what it's supposed to be. Now Kathleen Kennedy, this we're truly nerding out here, folks. Kathleen Kennedy was supposed to put together a another t- uh, a television series about like old Republic Jedi's. And well, Brie no, Larson,
0: that, that wasn't that was the next trilogy that Ryan Johnson This was is on to... top of that one. Uh-huh. Brie
1: Larson was supposed to play the lead character in that. She was supposed to be the head of the Jedi Academy and she was apparently supposed to splinter off. It was supposed to be a female centric show, which I don't got no problems with. I don't care if it's a female centric show. It's not that big of a deal. I'm not a big fan of Brie Larson. And also, if it's got if it's got Kennedy's name on it, I don't want to go near it because everything that she's done with Star Wars has been shit. Apparently, that has been canceled now. So apparently the people that are carrying it now are Favreau. Lucas is more involved in the um, in the production of the show, which is where he should be. Like Lucas can create fantastic worlds. Lucas is a great idea man, but I don't think Lucas should behind the be behind the wheel directly. No, no, anymore. no, no, no. We
0: we've seen what happens when Lucas gets the reins and nobody's there to like go. You know, maybe that's not a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, so, may maybe maybe gungans don't need to be a thing.
1: Like that's one of the reasons why Rogue One was such a thing, and I think even Solo was because Lucas heavily consulted on those, and they were like, like I know for I know when Rogue One, whenever they brought Lucas through, whenever Lucas said, "Yeah, that's pretty cool, that's pretty cool, I like that," anything that he liked, they kept in the movie. But Lucas really is not at a point where he can direct his own shit anymore or his own world, which is kind of sad. He created the world, but he really can't do anything so i read
0: i read an article where after he got his payout from disney he went back to like lucasfilm ranch and started making like these crazy spe- like art independent yeah. art films where like just he did them and they were just for him like he he didn't have didn't release them never intended anybody else to see him he like was filming his own personal citizen kane
1: and never is going to release them to the public. Never release them to the public. So now they've got him more in an advisory position, where it's going to be him, Favreau, and I what's the other guy? I can't remember the other guy's name. That's kind of that's like the the whole. There's three of them that are like the Holy Trinity that it's like restoring Star Wars and bringing it all back for the most part. Uh, I can't JJ? The, no, not Abrams. Abrams is done. Yeah, Abrams. The only reason they brought Abrams back was to fix what happened in the second movie. And even then, even Abrams said later on, like, he had all of this stuff, and then Kennedy came in and wiped it all. Like, Matt Smith was supposed to be in it. The doctor. Oh, yeah. They filmed all of these scenes. He was supposed to be this Dark Force accolade. There was supposed to be all these crazy lightsaber battles. And uh, Daisy Ridley even commented about how all this training she had to go into to do all these fight scenes. And there was supposed to be this big, massive battle. It was all completely cut out of it. The original ending of it, all, like, uh, Mace Windu was supposed to come back. They were all supposed to come back as Force Ghosts. Okay,
0: everybody out there listening, um, there is a copy of the original script that was supposed to be, because it was originally supposed to be called uh, Star Wars Duel of the Fates. Mm -hmm. And you can find the script they had for that and some of the concept artwork for it. And holy crap, is it better. Such a cooler movie. So... Would have been so much.
1: Now, I didn't mind the last Star Wars movie. I didn't think it was great, but I didn't think it was bad. It was okay. You know, it did a lot of fan service, which is kind of what I wanted to see in it. You know, but um, I think at that point people were just so pissed off and so done with
0: it. Colin that. Trevor, that's who wrote the Duel of the Fate script.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember reading about that now that I think about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was it. Had all these extra like cool scenes and stuff in it because Anakin was supposed to come back at the very end as a Force ghost, and it was actually supposed to have interaction between him and Sky like Luke, which we've never, you know, that was one of the things that we've never seen that would have been really cool. Anyways,
0: oh my god, if if I find the copy of the leaked script, I will put it in the show notes because like, oh god, there's the concept artwork for it was just amazing. It was supposed to be like the the uh, First Order took over Coruscant, so Finn and... Yeah, uh,
1: they had to go back and...
0: Yeah, Finn and... Uh, w- uh, what's her name? The the one he fell in love with.
1: The Asian character? Yeah. Which basically served no purpose other than to get Asian moviegoers to go see it?
0: Well, no. She, well, I mean, so she had a purpose. Rose. Her name was Rose. Rose. Yeah, yeah, so Rose Tyler. Yeah. Uh, so Finn and Rose go to Coruscant to try and make or try and start a rebellion against the first order. And then they find a bunch of like original Stormtroopers who were kicked out of the force uh, or the first order who are living on Coruscant and unite them for like this ragtag army. And there was supposed to be a scene where somebody was like getting decapitated with like a lightsaber yeah, guillotine. A guillotine. Yeah. And then there was scenes where there were these, this motley crew army of ex Stormtroopers with, Row or uh ATST walkers that have like gang tattoo or yeah. gang graffiti on them, and there was this going to be this epic battle on Coruscant, and instead we got fucking space horses on the deck of a star. No, dis-
1: I didn't even mind that.
0: No, fuck that. I didn't fuck mind that. Fuck space horses. Like fuck space horses. You—that's the episode title right there. Fuck, yeah, space, fuck space, space horses. horses. <laughs> you wrote an entire plot device like that they've got to have this antenna that tells them how to get off the planet when there's only two directions they can go, down towards said planet or up. Like you can have a guy standing at the window going, okay, up, up, no, yeah, we're going away, had, we're going away.
1: No, they had to navigate the uh, the Maelstrom, that that stupid hyperspace tunnel thing that they had to go through. Which I'm waiting for yep. Disney to make a fucking like a ride out of that, I'm
0: sure. Oh, God, I'm sure they will. But yeah. It's coming. So, so you have this entire thing you develop as a plot device that exists just so you can shoehorn in a scene of people riding space horses on the top of a star destroyer. <sighs> you it's, know it's the same problem I had with The Last Jedi. It's like, okay, we're the first, first order, they're in that base we know they're in that base. We know they have don't have any artillery that's powerful enough to hurt our stuff. So why don't we just land right there? Right there.
1: <laughs> nah. Instead of a mile and a half, nah, 2 miles let's out. Let's, let's mile away,
0: we're, gonna, we're gonna, we got this big cannon. It's a big sonic boombox. It, it's a big it is a Death Star cannon tank that they're going to shoot at this door that you know they
1: can't just You know, fly, tie, On top of that, they're not... They're there. They're not going anywhere. They're 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 on the planet. Where are they going to go? The ship that they used to get there, they're stuck there now. It's like, well, we're just going to hang out here in orbit and bombard them from orbit and and just starve them out. Instead of having, No one's going to show up to rescue them because, hey, they didn't show up. A dozen
0: crazy walker tanks whose only job is to pull this Death Star tank. Like... What why didn't you just like walk up in the star in the walkers and just be like squish 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 stomp 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 How's it go? Yeah. Squish, 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 stomp, stomp, stomp.
1: Yeah, it was there was a lot and on top of that it was like, no, it's not it's it's Hoth, but it's not Hoth. It's salt. It's a salt planet. Yeah. And there's salt foxes that run around everywhere. It looks like Hoth, but it's not. Yeah. Oh my god.
0: So like... and 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 laser cannons that arc like cannonballs or Ships that, when they run out of fuel, don't just stop. They actually move backwards. Slow down this in is space. The, the, my 10-year-old at the time had a better grasp of physics than whoever wrote that script.
1: Okay, maybe we're looking a little bit too deeply into it. Maybe. Maybe oh, I'm just saying.
0: Okay, we, we can do a whole episode ranting about The Last Jedi. Because I personally believe... I can take all the footage for that movie, cut it down to an hour and a half, and make a better movie with just that footage.
1: All right, so are we ever going to get to the Muppets with the movies and stuff like that, or or what are we doing?
0: So moving back around full circle, we get to the Muppets. Um, And the idea was the thing that's been going around the internet on and off while COVID's been going on. The idea of take a movie, keep one human character, and replace everybody else with
1: Muppets. Muppets. yes. So, we were like, okay, that's not a bad idea. So we decided that instead of doing regular movies with Muppets, that we were going to do movie, movie, movies movies that...
0: movie the golden cow.
1: Muppets just should, should not belong in. So, yeah. the idea is we're going to try to, once a month or whenever we can, maybe a holiday special or something like that, we're going to take one of these movies and we're going to actually break it down is if we were to make that movie and actually do this, what Muppets would play what characters. And uh, I think that this discussion is what led into the discussion about the dream you had originally, correct? Or was it the other way around?
0: I think it was the other way around. The dream led into this.
1: Yes. So at that point, we started sitting around saying, all right, if we're going to do this, then we need to make a list of movies that we're going to attempt to do this with. So what movies did we pick so far?
0: So, so far, we have uh, The Big Lebowski was the one I had... I think I have a like a solid. Would actually love to see this cast up, but we're gonna save it because we might do just a whole big Lebowski episode.
1: That's the idea. We're gonna take one if one of these movies every so often and just do an episode. And we're going to debate as to what Muppets would play what characters in those movies. Now, Big Lebowski was one of them. Blade Runner was another one. Blade,
0: Run- Blade Runner was another one. Um, uh, we also discussed Pulp Fiction.
1: Pulp Fiction was another one.
0: Uh, basically, anything by uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Just about anything with if Quentin anything Tarantino
1: qu- with, with Muppets in it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, um, the Shining. The Shining was the another one. one.
1: Was Silence of the Lambs one of them?
0: Oh, no, but I'm totally adding that to the list.
1: Silence of the Lambs. Keep one keep one hand out and replace everybody else with mu- Muppets. So that's the idea: is we're going to take movies that just are really fucked up on their own, and then change the equation and put Muppets in the movies, and debate which character, what Muppets should play, what characters in the movies. Now, preemptively, since I'm stuck on the whole Sesame Street thing, can we use Sesame Street characters in the movies, or does it have to be exclusively just Muppets from the Muppet Show?
0: I, you know, I think we can. I think we can. We can bring Sesame Street in.
1: Okay. Going a step further, can we bring Fraggles from Fraggle Rock into it? I don't know if there's a place for Fraggle Rock in this world.
0: Yeah, yeah. And plus, I remember like three of the characters yeah, from that's Fraggle true. Rock.
1: That's true. So, I would say Dark Crystal, but Dark Crystal is already Muppets anyways. So, yeah. It was all Jim Henson shit. Yeah, it was all Jim Henson Did shit. you watch the? Did you watch the Netflix show?
0: No, I never did. And I'm kind of bummed because uh... they just said they canceled it.
1: Eh, I didn't think it was that great. I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for that, but I I watched a couple episodes and I just could not get into it. Maybe because too much time has passed. Like when I was younger, it was fascinating and cool to see all that shit. Now that I'm older, it's kind of like, nah, nah.
0: Oh man, when Disney Plus came out, I was so looking forward to scarring my children with all the like, really weird ass creepy shit Disney did in like the late seventies, early
1: eighty You May were it... a fan of Farscape, right? Did you watch Farscape? No, I never watched Farscape. Really? Yeah. Oh, you need to watch Farscape. I know. It's like me with the Expanse. There's this thing that goes on between me and John where we'll sit and oh, talk about it
0: new season of the Expanse yeah, starts I know, in December.
1: I know. And we sit down and we're like, oh did you watch this? No, I didn't watch it. Did you watch that? No, I don't watch that. And then we're we're both like you need to watch this and he'll be like, You need to watch this and the Expanse always comes up. And now I just don't watch The Expanse. I never have watched The Expanse. And the problem is now, for whatever reason, I don't want to watch The Expanse because it's brought up so much times that I should watch The Expanse. Now I just don't want to watch The Expanse because it's been brought up that we should watch The Expanse. But it's kind of like you, and I was like, you need to watch Avatar The Last Airbender.
0: That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. It's like... Wow, so many people have told me that this show is cool. I should probably I know. watch it. Well, I'm not disagreeing Because you. so many people have told me it's cool. I know, cool, I know it's fucked up. I'm, I'm not going to watch me. it because I just want to not be I happy. I know,
1: I know. I can't help it, though. I, I, I know, it's you, dumb. You it's a can stupid... help it. I know, but now I don't want to watch it. Because I'll watch it and I'll be like, I don't want to watch this because John's told me I need to watch it so many times. And I've got it in my head, I just never really get around to watch it. So if you strap me down and make it like... Um, like uh, where you got the thing where you hold my eyes open, like in that one, like uh,
0: clockwork the, orange. Yeah, clockwork is the orange. Thing you're you're th- thinking yeah, of?
1: You're gonna have to do clockwork orange with me to get me to watch The Expanse, where my eyes are just held open. And you're sitting there, like dropping water drops into my eyes, forcing me to watch it.
0: Like, like I'm kind of that way with certain series. Like I, I never watched The Sopranos, never watched The Wire,
1: mm-hmm. never
0: got into br- never got into Breaking Bad. Same. And it was just like everybody's like, "Oh, you should watch it." I'm like, yeah. "Man, I don't have time to clear." A six-season TV yeah, show. That's
1: kind of out of my me. life.
0: Yeah, that I'm going to watch this. Like I barely. Yeah, to...
1: I got you to watch Avatar: The Last Airbender.
0: No, no, you didn't get me to watch Avatar: The Last Airbender. Everybody got me to watch Avatar. Okay, the I mean, Last yeah you guess the
1: difference? Because not everybody is telling me to watch the Expanse. Yeah. You're it... the one telling me to watch the Expanse. Yeah, maybe. that. I mean, if I had everybody telling now, everybody's going to tell me you need to watch The Expanse, which is going to backfire and make me not want to watch it even more. I know it's dumb. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I apologize. It is a stupid thing. I can't get around it. I, I'm sorry. I probably would just never watch The Expanse. And that's going to be your thing. I'm going to be like you need to watch this show and you're going to be like you need to watch The Expanse. And I'm I be mean, like fuck you, John. Fuck you. It's not like, you.
0: It's not like I'm forcing you to go back bo- go I know. back and watch Babylon 5.
1: Oh god, that is a show. I will watch I will watch The Expanse before I watch Babylon 5.
0: It had its moments. It didn't it didn't age well. No. I mean, when you look you got to look back on it the same way you look back on episodes of the original like Star Trek, the original series. Yeah. And and realize what a shoestring budget they were pulling that show off on. Yeah. But the stories were solid, and it was. Because the show
1: definitely was not DS9. Uh,
0: No. DS9 was Babylon 5.
1: No, it definitely wasn't Babylon 5.
0: Yeah, now you're just triggering me. I can see it in your (laughs) face. That's the part about us looking across from each other. Babylon 5, or DS9 was great the first time it was written as Babylon 5.
1: I like DS9, though. So
0: you'd like Babylon Five. No, That's I all wouldn't. You're I tried
1: watching Babylon Five and I couldn't get into Babylon Five. I just couldn't do it. I tried. I did. I gave it a shot. For whatever reason, I just couldn't get into it. And I don't know why. I just didn't like it. So now I've been watching this show Raised by Wolves. Have you watched any of that yet?
0: I no, I have not. And it's
1: a weird show. Yeah. It's weird. It's very strange. It's... I have seen
0: the previews for it, and I, it's definitely something in my wheelhouse that I would watch.
1: Oh. It
0: is just, I again, I watch so little TV.
1: I may or may not have bit torrented to it.
0: Well, I mean, it's on so. Netflix, I think.
1: No, it's on. It's not on Netflix. Is it on the H? I think it's on that HBO Plus. App. Oh, HBO. Yeah, it's like here, pay for HBO. Now pay an additional fee to get HBO Plus. So I'm like
0: Well, I don't have HBO, nah, so I'd just pay the fifteen bucks and get HBO plus. Yeah,
1: see I don't even do that. I may or may not tour at my show.
0: You know, so, there's there's actually enough things on there that I want to watch that I would consider paying the fifteen bucks a month I'm for. I'm getting
1: it. close to it because there was a lot of shows that were on the D C the Yeah, those the all horribly ended up there. failed Disney the D C network.
0: It is not the worst failure of people trying to make their own network. No. That award goes to the people who tried to make Stargate its own streaming service.
1: What? I didn't know about this. Oh,
0: yes. Stargate tried to come out as a standalone streaming service that just had the Stargate shows on it. I don't know what it was for a subscription. I can't imagine it was that much. But there, it was. they were like, oh, you get to watch all four of the Stargate shows.
1: CBS is going to try to do that with, with Star Trek.
0: And... And well, rightly they should because the only thing
1: people want to watch on CBS is Star Trek. Yeah, I may be a bit torrenting Discovery as well.
0: Uh, see, I didn't get into Discovery. Uh, it took L- a bit. Lower decks was amazing. Uh, I get, still
1: haven't watched that yet.
0: Oh, uh, Riker makes a cameo in the last episode of the season, uh, and it's just uh, just just to see Wild Bill Riker rides again.
1: Um, I did watch Picard, which was good. Uh, uh... You haven't watched Picard yet.
0: I got to I think the second of the last episode and was just nope. It got weird at the end. Nope. It it did. It it's really like, did. But how you know what? How is the Android doing a Vulcan mind meld? Yes, I agree. I agree. Ding, ding, ding.
1: I get I can't I agree. I'm not arguing there. There yes. is a lot about that show that I will not defend. The last couple of episodes were like oh, you know what? I've gone this far for the ride. I'll hold it out just because I liked seeing Riker back. I like seeing a lot of the old characters yeah. back.
0: Yeah, the, 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 the Picard-Riker bromance was, was definitely worth that It was that cool. Episode. The,
1: data, the data-Picard romance was pretty cool. Um, um, but there, it, it had a lot. It was like, see, when I see shows like that, I go, okay, this is definitely not good. Much like the Star Wars movies. I'll go, okay, this is the bad, this is the good. How much of the good outweighs the bad for me to continue enjoying this? And when it happened with Picard, it was like, all right, it's at the end of the series. I've gotten a lot of good stuff out of this so far. Up until now, it's been pretty solid. I get a lot of stuff. I like a lot of the stuff they're doing. It's cool to see what happened to the old characters. This is where the story writing gets pretty shitty. But you know what? We're three episodes away from the 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 end of the season. I'll stick it out you know I'll give it the benefit of the doubt and it wasn't great but I'm still going to go back and watch the next season I'm in I'm on board with it yeah I was going to say acknowledging full well that those episodes sucked and they were pretty lame lame story writing at the end of it yeah, all right, whatever, you know.
0: It was Star Trek Firefly. There's really it no is. way around it. It's it Star is. Star Trek Firefly. But I
1: don't mind that, because I'm a Firefly fan. I liked Firefly, of course.
0: Well, because so, everybody liked Firefly. So
1: I got it. I'm like, okay, this is cool. It, they took the characters, and they moved them along fairly well. It was just that part of the writing was really shitty and really bad. Yeah, now, it... with Discovery, the first season of Discovery was kind of like, eh, okay. Second season of Discovery, much better. Definitely a step up in the right direction. You had Pike in there. I wasn't real happy about Beardy Spock. Beardy Spock grew on me. By the end of the second season of Discovery, I'm like, all right, I'm all in. This is pretty cool. And the reason why, I think, is because you had the Enterprise in there. You had Pike, who was playing Pike very well. You didn't watch the second season, did you? No,
0: I didn't even make okay. it through the first season.
1: The second season is much, 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 much better. Um, they did go back and fix a lot of the problems with the show. It was like, what the fuck is this? Why is this person here? What is that doing then? Why does this look like this? Why am I narrating it like this? They fixed a lot of that in the second season. But the big thing, the shiny thing of the second season, was Captain Pike, Spock, all of the stuff from the original Enterprise. And it did so well that they're actually giving Pike and that crew their own Star Trek show now, which I'm very looking forward to.
0: So so, so here's my question.
1: Where are we going with this? <laughs>
0: We're not. (laughs) Not even that. It's where does this Star Trek show fit in the grand scheme of all the Star Trek shows? Discovery
1: or the... Discovery.
0: Because it's like, okay, there's the mainline Star Trek universe. Then there's the... Abrams universe. The Abrams universe. Yeah. Is this a third universe?
1: No, they're trying to play it. It, it could fit into the Abrams universe because the space, like the Klingon, that was on the, like the first season. The Klingon ships didn't look like Klingon ships. The Klingons didn't really look like Klingons. The the Discovery did not look like a ship that should be from well, that but era. But
0: yeah, but it's like the original series Klingons didn't look like the movie Klingons. No, I get the that. movie Klingons kind of looked like the next generation Klingons, but
1: not yeah. quite. I, I I was I was okay with that. I was like, all right, whatever. I guess I'm okay with this. The thing that was... Okay, so that story takes place beforehand. Now, the Discovery is shot like 900 years into the future. Which is kind of cool because now they don't have to worry about any of the previous canon or anything like that before. It's kind of like the knights of the old republic that we wish star wars would make because it takes place so far back in time that they could pretty much do what they want and they don't they only loosely have to handle onto canon because it's going to end up where it's going to be well discovery now they jetted into the future 900 years in the future because they had to get rid of all that baggage of canon and shit from the old shows they had to kept dealing with they
0: had to get rid of the fact that hey this is the prehistory of star trek but we've got technology that's infinitely more powerful than even the future versions of like next generation star trek that's because
1: the discovery not that's not necessarily true the transporters and everything are all fucked up but that was an experimental prototype ship which okay well at least you tried to explain it i'll be on board for that there's a reason everything in this ship looks different than it does now when they did the second season of discovery the enterprise shows up and it looked the way the Enterprise should look. It didn't look like the J.J. J. Abrams fucked up stupid Enterprise with the uncircumcised warp nacelles. Like that Enterprise, it was like, ooh, this is rough. This is really rough. I'll, I'll go along with it, but I'm not happy yeah, with
0: it. I like to refer to it as the Mad Max Enterprise because it will forever ride Eternal, Shiny, and Chrome.
1: Yes, pretty much. So when Discovery popped out and the Enterprise showed up, the bridge looked the way, it looked more modern, but the bridge looked the way the Enterprise was supposed to look. The uniforms on the Enterprise looked kind of the way that the uniforms are supposed to look. The Enterprise looked the way that it should look. It didn't look like the old Enterprise quite, but it looked like a more modernized version. It was cool. It was like, wow, this is really cool. Okay, you guys are going into the right direction now. The guy who played Captain Pike played him great. Uh, The guy that played Spock did, did eventually get into the role but that that was the best part about season two was those characters so it was like all right now they're going into season three they've left all those people behind they're 900 years in the future now but i'm kind of like man i would watch a show with pike and that crew so they're coming out with that show and it's gonna be the original the first five-year mission before kirk took over the enterprise and it's all like leading up to pike's death and all that kind of crap and it looks you're like nodding your head like yeah i've got better shit to listen to no it's good it really is give season two a shot and if you don't like it if just give it a shot, even just for the next intermission. I'll show.
0: make you a deal. I'll watch season. Oh fuck! Here it comes. Yeah, here it comes. Oh god! It's not gonna happen. We're, we're, we're at the commit. bargaining stage of the relationship.
1: I can Mab. I cannot accept your offer. I cannot. I cannot make this deal because I, I can't guarantee. I, don't, I just don't care about watching the Expanse, and I'm sorry.
0: Like, like I am. I know. I'm science, sorry. Like like physically accurate space travel. I get it. I know.
1: I understand. I understand everything that you're saying. I'm not arguing with it. I look at the show and I go, okay, that's great. For whatever reason, I'm just not interested in watching it, and I don't know why. I really don't. I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, I don't. I just don't know. I just don't know why I'm not interested in watching The Expanse. I, I I'm sorry. I don't. I, I have. I have nothing to offer you here. I don't. I don't know why. I just am not. I can't give you a good reason why I don't want to watch The Expanse, other than I just don't want to watch it. Probably because it's been hammered in my head so much that I need to watch it. Which is why now I'm reluctant to look at you and say, Hey John, you should watch this and you're gonna go, you need to watch the expanse. That's always what it's gonna come back to. Well, here, I mean,
0: first of all, I'm not really that big of a Star Trek fan, anyway. I know.
1: Okay, okay, I get it. See, um, I res- that's another thing. I respect all sci fi. I'm not a Star Wars guy, I'm not a Star Trek guy. I like all of it, which is another reason why I should like the Expanse. And I should like Babylon five. And I did try Babylon Five, in all fairness I did give that a try and I just didn't like it. So I know you're just sitting there grinning at me. I, I feel inferior right now. I feel so bad because I don't. I, I know this is your baby and I just can't. I, I I know what that feels like. It's like, John, you really need to watch the show. You're going to love the show. And you're like, no, because of the expanse. And then you drive that steak like into my heart. It hurts. And I, I feel actually, it.
0: actually, I was just thinking of these scenes in uh, Archer where it's like, just the tip. Just the tip. Come on, just the tip. Yeah. And that's me just the expanse. I know just the
1: expanse. I I will I'll try, I'll, I'll lie to you. Okay. I'm going to say I'll get to it eventually, but that's a lie cuz I probably never will get to it. I never will. But I I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that I see I'm, I'm saying this with a smile on my face cuz I feel bad saying this. I really do. I feel bad saying that I'm never going to watch the expanse. Have you heard anything lately about the Cowboy Bebop show that's coming to Netflix that's supposed to be coming to Netflix for the last five years? Oh, the live-action one?
0: Uh, Any they're... updates or anything on it? Or um, They had to halt filming for COVID. Um, cause I... I mean,
1: that shit should have been filmed, done, and ready to go by now. The guy that was supposed to play Spike is the guy that played Sulu in Star Trek. Uh, yeah. Star Trek reboot. Which I don't know if I'm cool with or not. I'd actually have to see him playing the part. So we saw what Ayn looked like. They showed a picture of Ayn.
0: Well, yeah, Ayn's just standard corgi.
1: corgi. Yeah, which they never explained in the show what was so special about him, which I kind of like. There was a lot of unanswered questions in Bebop.
0: Yeah, everything we know about Netflix live-action Cowboy Bebop series.
1: Absolutely uh, my favorite anime. I'm going to catch up for that, cast? too. Who's the
0: cast? What else is working on it? How many Samurai Champloo
1: is was my, favorite, my second because it had a yeah, lot it's, of Yeah, it doesn't voices. say
0: anything about a possible release date. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, here we go. Uh, Optimistically, we're probably looking at a premiere date sometime in 2021. Uh, That's
1: okay. Yeah, that's all right.
0: Originally announced as dropping in 2020, the series obviously has not happening by then anymore, as production around the world have suffered delays due to quarantine. Bebop went through its own eight-ish month pause after star John Cho suffered a knee injury. I forgot about that. I had heard that. While filming and had to recover... Uh, Good news is, in early July, the government of New Zealand, which is where they're shooting, one of the few countries to announce itself completely or nearly COVID-free, granted border exemptions to a number of the Cowboy Bebop crew, along with several other productions, including Avatar sequels and Amazon's Lord of the Rings series, meaning that they were allowed to fly in and quarantine themselves for two weeks before restarting production. And okay Dateline reported in late September that the show has officially restarted filming optimistically premiering looking at a premiere date sometime in 2021
1: okay I'm okay with that that's cool anyways um, you, when do you want to wrap this up when you, we want to call it good or uh,
0: I was going to say I think I think it's it's about time to call it pilot episode issue number zero Muppets and Star Wars peace out from the nerd layer peace folks over did you say over nothing is over until we decide it is was it over when the germans bombed pearl harbor
1: hell no german forget it he's rolling and it ain't over now so what's the plan take car go to mom's kill phil sorry grab liz go to the winchester have a nice cold pint and wait for all this to blow over Right them off. Let's close up the bridge. Let's get out of here. Close it up. Lights out.
0: Where are you headed, cowboy? Nowhere special. Nowhere special. I always wanted to go there. We're going streaky!
1: All right, move on. Nothing to see here. Please disperse. Nothing to see here, please.